You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. Advent is an invitation. For many, it's, it's that invitation that we issue to, or the calendar reminds us that it's time to get in that Christmas spirit. Now, I know some of you started in mid-October and probably in August or September, or you never really stopped celebrating Christmas, and you play your uh, Christmas playlist all year round. There's nothing wrong with that, because let's be real and let's be honest. Christmas music in, in that Christmas season can, can brighten our moods, make us feel better about what's going on when all things around us seem chaotic. Nothing like accidentally hearing Joy to the World play on your iPod as you're driving and, or on the radio accidentally because it shuffles through uh, in the middle of July when it's 100 degrees. Nothing makes you smile more long for Christmas to come. But we're not about the commercialized Christmas. You know that Christmas that's all about the presents and all about the hustle and bustle and about the, um, all the other things that go into that commercialized Christmas? You may recognize what that looks like. We're about real Christmas. When we celebrate what happened in that cave oh so long ago. When the Word became flesh and made its home among us. And that invitation of the light of the world came to be with us. And far too often we, we, we substitute the latter and, and we get so focused on the commercialized Christmas, which really isn't what this season is about, and we forget to prepare ourselves spiritually for when we sing Silent Night and we hold up our candles and we remember that time when love came down at Christmas. We long for that time. We, we long for that coming kingdom that Jesus always spoke about, where there would be no war, where people would walk as a child of light, that people would be willing to work together. And Jesus bridges that gap of the word made flesh to dwell among us, as John would say. We're longing for that home. You know what that feels like? Home. And one of the ways that we come home during this season is through song. We sing those songs, we get excited about them. Nothing excites me more, and, and, and I have worn this uh, hymn out in our house. It's Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. It is one of my favorite hymns. It's a Charles Wesley hymn, and it's one of my favorite hymns because it brings in to focus what this season is about. Preparation. Anticipation, hope, love, joy, and peace. And so this Advent season, I, I want to invite us to come home for Christmas. We're going to do that through song. We're going to look at some songs over the next few weeks. I asked our musicians, hey, what are some of your favorite Christmas hymns? And they gave me, they literally gave me four. 
they all responded. They gave me four. It worked out perfectly. And so then it became, how do we fit these in order? Well, obviously, you should do Joy of the World during the Joy Sunday, as I'm sure Ashley would have told me uh, at our lunch conversation. Why do Joy of the World the Sunday we talk about hope? Because we need joy. Now, I'm not saying that because of what happened this, uh, yesterday night in Stillwater. There are some that are singing joys, and there are some that are looking for that longing hope of the latter days when national championships rain down from the skies. But we cling to joy during this season. And we need joy. So what a, what a way to start the series and to talk about joy to the world. Now, I want to encourage you to go uh, on our Facebook or YouTube page and go watch what uh, Dr. Bob had to say about it on Wednesday. It was fascinating to learn uh, the 20-minute conversation that Dr. Bob shared with us, and uh, I want to thank him for, for giving that time and doing that, and we're going to do that for the rest of the time on each week for the hymns. And so if you want to know what we're going to sing next week, you can uh, prepare ahead and, and listen to what Dr. Bob's going to say on Wednesday. But we're listening and centering ourselves in hymns. Because that's where our home is. That's how we know it's Christmas time. That's how we become, like, it's Christmas, right? Like, if you live in the Oklahoma City area, when the B.C. Clark jingle goes, you know that it's Christmas time. For us in eastern Oklahoma, uh, there's this song, this commercial, B.C. Clark, It's a Jewelry. Uh, the moment it hits in Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City area, everybody in the Oklahoma City area knows that it's Christmas time. I didn't know this when I lived there until someone was telling me about it. It was something I've learned, but I have to admit, I longed for it. I lived there for 14 years and longed to hear that jingle. I heard it the other day on the TV, and I got a little excited. Because that's what music does for us. It brings us home, and it reminds us of a time of joy. So I wanted to start with Joy of the World because we need it. The hope that we need comes from the joy that we experience. Let us pray. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, come and set us free from the things that bind us from you. May we find wisdom in the reading of the Scripture and the reflective word. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, come. And all of God's people said, Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from the book, uh, the letter that Paul wrote to the church of Thessalonica, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 9 through 13. Listen to these words. How can we thank God enough for you? Given all the joy we have because of you before our God, night and day we pray more than ever to see all, you, all of you in person and to complete whatever you still need for your faith. Now, may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus guide us on our way back to you. May the Lord cause you to increase and enrich your love for each other and for everyone in the same way as we also love you. May the love cause your hearts to be strengthened and to be blameless in holiness before our God and Father, when our Lord Jesus comes with all of his people. Amen. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. 
Amen. So traditionally in Advent, we explore these themes, hope, love, joy, and peace. Hope, love, joy, and peace. And to be honest with you, like, there's no order to know. So if you remember it as love, joy, peace, hope, that's fine. If you remember it as peace, joy, love, hope, that's fine. There's not a quiz afterwards. There's not, uh, this isn't like a kind of remember the Methodist test. And, and, and I, have to, I have to kind of diverge from my traditional lectionary order. There's not even a really way of doing it. And I know Ashley's cringing. But I want to say that like, there's no real way to look at Advent other than taking all four of these themes each Sunday. Because that's how we experience this. Hope, peace, love and joy. And I want to invite you uh, to, to think about how those things make sense to us and how they speak to us. And, and today we're going to talk about hope and, and why we need hope today because let's, let's, let's be real and honest. Hope is lacking. It's hard to see the light before us. It's hard to, 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 to feel good about what's going on around us. It's hard to feel joy to the world when things are different. It's hard to feel joy to the world when we feel lost and alone. It's hard to feel joy to the world when we've lost all hope. But I want to I I invite you to, to know that that word hope is a noun. It is a feeling of expectation. When we feel hope, when we talk about hope, that feeling of expectation, a desire for a certain thing to happen, the people long for a hope. They long for Jesus. They long for that Messiah. They had hope that he would come again. Because he said so, right? And they lived in hope, and, and they strive to, to bring joy to the world. They strive to love everyone. They strive to bring peace. But when we think of hope as a verb, it's something we want to happen. We make it happen. We want to that. We lean into it. Hope drives us forward. When you think about it, hope doesn't ask us to be reflective and look back on what we don't have. Hope says, hey, here's what we expect. And here's what is to come. And we think about that in this season. We are called to have hope that Christ is going to come again this year. We have hope that that, that Savior that, that we talk about, that baby that we talk about and focus on every point of this year, that, that it's going to come and change our lives. But we have to let go of that hope. We have to let go of ourselves and be grounded in God. It's always good to start with the end in mind. That's why joy of the world works to start. Joy of the world, the Lord has come. What better way to set up hope than to know what the end really is? It's about the Lord coming. It's about God being with us. As John would say in John 1, the Word made flesh and made His home around us. Or oh, I love how um, Eugene Peterson talks about it, made His tent, pitched His home, came to be with us. God incarnate. He came to be with us to show us what hope, peace, love, and joy look like. And so I can only imagine that night sitting there as one of those characters of the show 
when Jesus was born. And that hope that rang through the world that they knew what was coming. No birth in history has scared the world like Jesus is dead. And I say that because if you know the story, you know that Herod kind of got a little scared. Because it was threatening his hope. And that's what Jesus does. He, he challenges us to, to encourage us to focus on him and to live like he did. And I love that next line. Who let the earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And when we do that, I love that. The next line is let heaven and nature sing. When we make space for God, sings. Right? When we open ourselves up to the possibilities and what could be and, and how God works on us and works through us, when, when we let go of those things that are holding us back and, and we allow God to speak to us, it becomes like a song. And we know those songs. Some of them are Christmas songs. Some of them are those good old hymns that we love to sing. And when we let Christ in, that joy that we have gives us hope for him to come. Because we announce that joy to the world, the Lord has come. And then obviously in the verse of the hymn, it talks about the Lord's Savior reigning and, and God's reign and how God will reign. And yes, things are going to be hard. But if we allow God to be the center of ourselves and the center of our worlds, Letting the Savior reign isn't so scary. It takes us away from what we want and allows God's reign to happen. And so we repeat the sounding joy. The joy of the world, the Savior reigns. Now, did you know that verse 3 was the later edition? It wasn't a part of the original text. Verse 3 of the song was a later edition. It wasn't a part of the initial poem that was written. And this is a, but this really works. No more sin and sorrows grow. Because joy of the world, the Lord has come. When we allow ourselves to allow God to come into our lives, that pain that we experience is only temporal not everlasting. That sorrow that we have, we have support because God is with us. And those times that we struggle, those times that there's a lot of pain going around us, to say joy of the world is a hope that this pain is only temporal. And that it will be okay in the end because we're trusting that God has this. That's where hope rules because he rules the world with truth and grace. Notice, it says he rules the world. God rules the world with truth and grace. God does. It will sort itself out in the end. Trust me, most of you have read the book of Revelation. You know how it ends. God wins. God's love prevails. What more do we have to be afraid of, right? What if we let go? What if we open ourselves up to allowing Christ to come into our lives? 
What would that look like for us? What joy can we share with the world? I can tell you what joy we can share with the world. We can share to the world that the Savior has come. We can say to the world that love wins. We can say to the world that grace matters. We can say to the world that, hey, you are loved and cared for by a God who never abandons you, who wants you and cares for you. That brings us great joy, right? And so we should share that faith and joy. So we're called to have hope this year. I have hope that come December 24th, during that service, that we'll see amazing things happen. Because that's what Christ's birth does. It ushers in the amazing. It brings us to focus to what we should worry about. And you know, I think any time we sing this song, we should sing it with mucho gusto. All we are. And at the end of the day, when you sing it, nobody, everybody sings it that way, right? When you sing Joy of the World, you don't just sing it. I mean, everybody, everybody, know, even if it's off key or out of pitch or whatever, everybody goes, Joy to the world, the world has come. Because you get excited about it. You don't have, you're not hopeless. When you're hopeless, you sing it like, Joy to the world. But something about that song when it starts to play, it gets inside of you and you get so excited that you have to share that joy with the world even if it's not perfect. It's a lot like our faith, isn't it? In our faith, we don't sing in key or in rhythm because we're learning. In our faith, we struggle to sometimes get it right, but yet we continue to practice until we can get it right. It's kind of like watching Emily try to sing a song. She continues to practice it and practices it until she has it just right. That's how we live out our faith, and that's why when we sing Joy of the World, because we've been singing it so long, it brings us hope that Christ is coming. And we don't have anything to worry about. And so we are called to share this joy. Because that brings people hope. It really does. It's hard to share the faith when you're like, hey, I, you know, I want to tell you about Jesus. Tell you what he's done to me in my life. But have you ever noticed that like, when you're trying to talk about your faith, if you're excited about it, people get on board with you? And that's the joy we are to have. That's the joy that Christ calls us to in this season. Because it shares hope. It shares peace. It shares love. We are called to share joy. Not be like this woman in the story I came across this week. A woman was doing the last-minute Christmas shopping at a crowded mall, and she was tired of fighting the crowds. She was tired of standing in line. She was tired of fighting her way down the long aisles looking for the gift that had sold out days before. Her arms were full and, and bulky of packages when the elevator door opened and it was full. The occupants of the elevator grudgingly tightened the ranks and, and allowed space for the woman uh, to, to bring in herself and her load. And as the doors closed, she blurted out, whoever's responsible for this whole Christmas thing ought to be rested, strung up, and shot. A few others, and I'm sure a lot of us in this situation have 
put our heads down or nodded our heads and in, in agreement, somebody from the back said, don't worry, ma'am, they crucified him. Christmas is about Christ coming to be with us. Advent, the season we're in right now, is about living into hope, having joy, spreading peace, and sharing that love that God has for us in a way that inspires others to do the same thing. Because we are called to be the hands, feet, and heart of Christ in this world. And if we do it with mucho gusto like we sing Joy to the World, it will make it a better place. If we do it knowing that, yeah, sometimes we're going to mess up along the way, but God loves us and cares for us and will help us make it right and make it better, it will be okay. And so spread hope, love, joy, and peace this season. And I'm going to leave you with this prayer, and it's a prayer from the scripture reading for today. Because I feel like it's a great way to close this sermon. Let us pray. How can we thank God enough for you? Yes, you, each and every one of us here. Given all the joy we have because of you before our God, night and day we pray more than ever to see all of you in person and to complete whatever you still need for your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus guide us on our way back to you. May the Lord cause you to increase and enrich in your love for each other and for everyone in the same way as we love you. May the love cause your hearts to be strengthened, to be blameless in holiness before our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all of his people. Amen. So I want to invite you to see him to sing Joy of the World. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We hope you have a good week, and we ask that you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a good day.